just before we get into this week's episode, um, I just thought I would um, quickly plug um, these um, T-shirts that I've made. Um, they say this is a movement, not a moment. And they're T-shirts that I made on the Everpress platform in order to raise um, as much money as possible for organisations based in the UK and the US um, to, that are fighting, that are actively campaigning and fighting against racial injustice. Um, I'd really, 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 really appreciate if you could um, purchase one. A hundred percent of the profits goes um, goes to those organisations, and none of the money comes to me um, aside from the cost that it takes to obviously make the t-shirt. So I'd really appreciate if you could buy one. The campaign ends on the thirtieth of June, um, so literally they are limited edition. I'm not going to be making them again. Um, so everything, every T-shirt that's purchased by the 30th of June will then be processed and sent out um, like the week or so after. So it would really mean a lot to me if you guys could purchase one. Um, but yeah, anything that you can do for the movement. So if it's not buying my T-shirt, signing petitions, donating money where you can, just spreading awareness, um, you know, having those difficult conversations with people that don't agree with the movement. Every little bit helps, guys, and we all can do our part so anything really would be amazing um and yeah I really um hope you can help in some way and if not that is also very fine um but yeah guys um I guess we should get to the episode now so um talk to you guys later bye hey guys I am more than excited to be finally back in the studio I didn't think this day was ever gonna come (laughs) I am back in the studio um with Sheza who you guys would remember from episode one hello and I am so happy to be back in the studio um and yeah the only thing is I do wish it was on like we could have had more like of a positive topic to talk about today what is wrong with the world the world we live in today is just (sighs) but before we get into it um i hope you guys have been well um i just want to thank everyone who has like checked up on me um during lockdown has asked about the pod or what's going on with the pod um i appreciate it so much and i've noticed people still listening and catching up on episodes even though we've been in lockdown so i really 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 appreciate it so thank you guys so much i've seen people rate it on on apple Podcasts as well so thank you guys so much um yeah so so basically I have changed the format slightly of the podcast um I kind of felt like because I didn't know kind of how I wanted it to be I just kind of let things run free and then I would kind of gauge okay we mostly talked about this or we talked about that whereas like in future I want to have a specific topic every episode that we discuss um and it will they will all be called opening up about and then the topic um so again as I just said to Shez like I just feel like I really wanted the 10th episode to come back with a bang I wanted it to be so positive and uplifting and just like amazing but obviously we cannot ignore what is going on and it's so sad that as black people I can't even make the decision to be like, oh, I want to ignore this today and discuss this because as you will know, we are currently suffering from not only a health pandemic, but a racial pandemic. 
So that's why I had to bring um, Sheza on. She's going to be on the next couple of episodes because, yeah, we've got some stuff uh, to get into today. So today's episode is going to be opening up about race. So where do we start, Shez? Uh, you know, the ones you just have to just... <sighs> because I don't know where to start. Where do we start? Obviously, there's a whole movement. Well, there's been a movement, but it's like, do you know what I, f- I feel like? I feel like in the past, prior to the murder of George Floyd, a lot of things had been happening and people were like, okay, oh my gosh, this black person just got killed. Oh my gosh, this happened, this happened, this happened. And I guess George Floyd was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. But it's almost as though with that one, everyone's eyes just simultaneously and suddenly opened. I've heard people also say the same thing and um I the one thing that I heard that I agreed with is that I think it's lockdown. So the fact that people have more time to focus on stuff like the news and what's going on and stuff like that, if we're gonna put our energy into something, it's gonna be defending our people, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and and, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and trying to fight for justice for them. So yes. Yeah, if it does feel like everyone all of a sudden just yeah, was just so on it with just ensuring that someone goes down for this. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why, though, this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Why is it specifically this incident? Why wasn't it Breonna Taylor? Why wasn't it, you know, Sandra Bland? Why wasn't it things that happened? Like, why is it... I know enough is enough, but enough's been enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so been it's enough. don't you think it's like it's just weird? It's this thing that's just sparked. So um a lot of statements I've been getting for companies that I've worked with, I'm about to work with, and I am working with, um, when they're releasing statements about where they stand on the matter, they will open with um, following the previous the previous events that have happened in America and they'll go on to talk about George Floyd, like I don't know. I just feel like, okay, yeah, a lot of this is happening because of George Floyd and what happened to him. But I just, not that there's a problem with it. It's amazing that people are rising up now, but I just don't understand why it's that one. And I feel like that for that one as well, it was very traumatic. It's traumatic anyway to see these things, but specifically it was very traumatic. It was very triggering. Is it because, I don't know, the black community has just been triggered by the nature of the way he was murdered? Like, yeah. what is it about this specific thing that has sparked I, everything? So before we go on, um, I would just say like trigger warning just in case, because I know some people, even though we, we've had to talk about it, we've had to have difficult conversations with um, friends and family, particularly non-black um, friends and family, um, but just in case we, you know, we might say anything that could trigger anyone, I'll just put out a trigger warning. But um, I think it's because of the way it happened. The fact that it was in public, there were the, there was the one there was the one man, um, Derek Chauvin. I'll say your name if I've got it wrong. Then I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure it's Derek Chauvin yeah, okay. with his knee, you know, on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes forty six seconds. And then three other police officers watching as it happened and loads of bystanders, including the person that filmed it. So it was just in public for something that he didn't even do. And I know it's the case, it's the same case for um, the other names that you've mentioned, Breonna Taylor, um, Sandra Bland, all those people, Eric Garner, like all of them, the stuff that they were accused of weren't, weren't even true. But I think it's the fact that it was literally a public murder, like 
it's just crazy. And I know some of the placards when people were protesting were saying that like, what if it wasn't filmed? Or what about all the murders that haven't been filmed? So that just like hurts my heart. But I think it's knowing that people could have, because I'm not going to lie guys, I've not watched that video. I can't, I'm, I'm very sensitive when it comes to mental health and I couldn't watch the video. But just seeing that, um, I think people are saying certain adverts now they've been doing eight minutes, 46 seconds, certain like awards or shows that have happened or conferences or whatever. They've all kind of taken out eight minutes, eight minutes and 46 seconds silence to reflect yeah. the time. And um, there's an actor, I think his name's David Oyelowo. And he um, literally breaks down and does his like, does this video on social media about it all. And literally he was crying because he said um, he was, I think, yeah, it was a virtual something. And they literally had to pause, um, you know, in memory of George Floyd for eight minutes, 46 seconds. And he was crying because he was like, that is such a long time. Like, do you know what I mean? There's so many things we think, oh, yeah, that's nothing or whatever. Like, do you know how long eight minutes, 46, 46 seconds, seconds is? Because you know when you watch game shows and it's like they've got a minute to answer 15 questions yeah. and they do it and there's people that win. So it's like, that is a very, very, very long time to be... Yeah in public for some person's need to be on your neck and the one thing that I just blew my mind is that Colin Kaepernick that was his stance of taking the knee and not you know giving in and taking a stand yeah. and that same action was used to kill another black man yeah yeah what the hell like it just it just infuri- it literally infuriates me you, what you call that is that is that irony like <laughs> That's what it I'm saying. It, it played on my yeah. It literally plays on my mind. Like, is this is this a joke or something? <laughs> like, did he do it intentionally? And then you see all these um, what they're calling anti-protesters. They are fucking racist. They're not anti-protesters. They're fucking racist. Let's call them what they are. Like making fun of it. Whether it's the young young white people on TikTok. Whether it's these like MAGA old people or these wasps in America, like white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Literally, yeah, that's that's what wasp stands <laughs> for. Um, literally, like um, taking a knee on their grass and taking pictures, like kneeling on their friends and like imitating it and mimicking it. It's not a joke. Okay, I mean, for me, it parallels. Obviously, people have been seeing a lot of nooses and stuff in trees, but it it's similar it's something that's been used to kill a black person and now for you it's like you dressing up in a kkk costume it's the equivalent and you taking pictures and kiki with your friends about it there's something so i don't even know what the word is i don't even have the vocabulary it's so disgusting yeah yeah and then i think like things like what's happened it makes you reflect on your own experiences so um you know on social media if you're not aware there's been just every day there's been a new reckoning of some sort yeah um and a lot has been brought back up to the surface and it's nice that to see um stuff being spoken about openly because i think we've all kind of dealt with things so even for example microaggressions um, I know I've like mentioned it before on the um, podcast about um, me losing my job and stuff like that. And I legitly feel like um, my manager was racist. Um, I wouldn't say everyone in my team was. They were all lovely. But I think the management um, at the last company I worked at was racist. And instead of like wanting to help me and understand me, I just constantly got pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. 
HR didn't really do their job and then it just came to a point where they decided to let me go on the basis of thinking that I was too difficult or aggressive which is all these things that we've unfortunately a lot of black women have um, received in the past I also um, I'm very annoyed that when I because I couldn't really integrate with my team because I was the only black person and I was the youngest so I found it quite hard to integrate with my team so um, I told my manager um, in our like one of our little catch-ups um that you know I'm finding it difficult to integrate with the team and like I suggested different things we could do so I remember I said team lunches so we did actually have a team lunch and then it was still kind of awkward and it was weird and like in the office everyone was just like moving kind of funny so I said to her like what's going on blah 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 and then she was like oh well you know if it bothers you so much you should run a icebreaker and I was like why I'm the new person why should I run the icebreaker and she was just like oh you're so loud and bubbly aren't you so you're the best person to do it you're so loud and bubbly and I wasn't loud and bubbly that was the whole point that like Vanessa who who I am as a colleague if you've worked with me before you know I am a very like lively colleague in the sense where I'm happy I'm positive I'm helpful I'm supportive I was mute for two weeks before I started making before I pushed myself to make friends that were outside of my team then I got in trouble for making friends outside of my team what do you mean you got in trouble so um I would always go to their desk every morning to be like morning how are you guys same for lunchtime like people have started leaving their desk to go lunch and so I'll go like people have left their desk to literally go to lunch no one's working so I've literally gone up to their desk and they're manager of their team um reported me to my manager but he chooses to eat at his desk every lunchtime so that's not my problem do you get it he would say i'm disturbing their team when no one was working because it was during lunchtime like i would literally pass by and be like hey hey and other people did it and that didn't seem to be a problem and because both of the girls i was friends with worked in the same team it would be weird if two people now came to my desk which is why i always came to their desk because it doesn't make sense yeah. i'm literally one person i literally go up i'm like hey da, da, da. but i was told i was loud i was disturbing people um luckily if they said aggressive then i think i would have clocked like oh you are fucking racist but i think at the time i was like i've got a new job it's the most i've ever been paid or offered um as salary in my life i'm gonna do this and then look what's happened um and then they obviously let me go because she was telling me oh yeah like she never explicitly said it but from that from everything that happened i was like don't try and act like she tried to say there's not enough work for you to do bruv (laughs) like anything i said she would always push back always push back always push back and say oh yeah you should organize an icebreaker if you're finding it hard if i'm the one that's finding it hard how should i organize an icebreaker with people that don't want to gel with me do you know what i mean yeah um so i think yeah everything that's happened now and because we are currently still in lockdown even though it's easing up people are now starting to realize like shit can't run anymore all these fake performative companies talking out of their ass from pretty little thing with that terrible hand that it it tried to say black it was not black guys like i love to wear black yeah i'm sitting in a black chair right now i'm using a black mic the black hand was blacker than the black mic that I'm I've using now. I've never seen a human being. I've never seen anyone that skin tone in my life. I've never. Do you know what's funny? Like, I, it could have low key run if the hand was white. Do you know what I mean? So if it was literally a white hand, like yeah, yeah, white, yeah, that's what someone said. So that's what someone said. But if you're gonna do a nude hand and then put a black fix hand. up and do <laughs> a, an accurate brown a flesh hand, colored a flesh coloured hand that someone would actually have, it's not that hard can google instagram it's really not that hard i I was livid um 
and just seeing so have you seen that page on instagram pull up for change so it's basically all these um brands so anything anything you use or anything you're wearing right now so let's just say our nicks um boots whatever gap whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. they're coming up and saying how many people in their um business oh are black. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah 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 so that's happened there's been the influencer pay gap so influencers anonymously message that page saying what they got paid for their highest campaign and then they disclose their race and do you know what's even mad that it just showed that the whole world is mad but yeah have you do you agree in terms of like it's made you think about all the things that you've had to go through because of your race. Yeah, and it's been extremely uncomfortable. Mm. I think I went through two weeks at work where I could not work. Like, I couldn't. And a lot of people are working from home, obviously, because of the lockdown. But I'm an essential worker, so I've been at work. I've been doing my nine to five. And I will be sitting at my desk. I can't do no reports because my mind is somewhere else. I'm just... I'll be like I was very absent-minded it's made it's just made things very very difficult and it made me realize that my employees didn't care because um you mean your colleagues my employees the people that I employ so the your employers yeah sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> no I was just making sure yeah, yeah. I, I don't employ anyone um yeah my employers didn't care um did they make any statement about it uh, so um I'm in a wider team. There's two black people in the team. The other black person that's in my team is not currently um, at work because of lockdown and other personal issues. So um, in a meeting, we spoke about it as a team and we spoke about the issues that were happening. And um, (laughs) one person was even there going, oh yeah, a white woman saying, oh yeah, I had a boyfriend. He was really racist to white people. So I know where you're coming from. And I'm just (laughs) thinking, what the fuck and you let that you of course you let that slide you, what am i you, to say no no, no 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 i mean the woman was she black no she was white yeah so she's saying she's saying an old boy one of her, her black boyfriend was her black boyfriend. she said she had a black boyfriend that was racist to white people so she knows what um i'm because t- i was talking about how distressed i was and how upset i was and how i couldn't work but and then she, what's that got to do with it sorry I, I thought you meant he was white and no, he no, was no, racist no. towards black no 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 oh, no don't even get me started, she was saying mate. her boyfriend um, was black she had a black boyfriend and he was racist to white people. So she knows she knows um, what I'm going through and what I'm feeling. And I'm just like, just let me use this to express my distress. Exactly, shut up. And my anxiety about what's happening. Anyway, the outcome of the meeting was I had to go around and interview. And I work in hospital with four different wards. Interview um, support workers and nurses and other people that worked in the hospital, um, black and ethnic minorities. Um, people and speak to them about their experiences and then put together a questionnaire like it just added to my workload basically so because I said I was upset they said okay basically this is what you need to do you need to go and make a questionnaire and find out about other black and ethnic minority um, experiences in the hospital then I emailed the communications manager and I said I don't really think it's right that you've not this was about two weeks after um murder of George Floyd and I said you need to say where you stand and I spoke about silence being complicit with what's mm-hmm, happening and mm-hmm. unless you quite silence is the word like you, you can't you can't be aware and the thing is yeah the director of the hospital I work for he is a gay man anything to do with LGBTQ come and see my email lgbtq this lgbtq that there's this um support there's this support there's that support i'm raising awareness for this issue that issue i'll get bombarded with emails the woman that sends those emails communications manager 
fills my inbox with that kind of thing. So I said, you've not even released a single statement to say we don't agree with um yeah or we with stand with you come on guys it's all to be honest let's not lie it's all the same paragraphs you lot are writing anyway so it's really not that hard to all bring to on together copy and paste that's what i mean just so that people can actually get through the day and complete their shifts and work do that you know what i mean all, that is all i asked for this woman ignored me she ignored me and apparently what she had done is i sent her some long email i thought i said do you know what i'm disappointed in you guys this is really not okay um and what she had done is she had emailed my supervisor. With what you'd said. But not me, because the email was addressed. Yeah, because she thinks you'll come for her. And horrible pieces of work. She, she, so, and my supervisor wasn't in for a week. So for a week, I'm thinking, wow, these people are ignoring me. Um, my supervisor came and she said, oh, yeah, basically they replied. And um, basically the outcome was that the CEO of the whole company um said this is the person that's responsible for equality and diversity we've acknowledged what's happened it's not right um there was never we stand with like it was just like this is not right um and if you want to talk about it here's this person's number and you can speak about it and that was it um and i'm in the process of doing this questionnaire which i i've got a massive workload and it's something that's been added to my work like why should i be given extra work Mm. because this hot this company is not an equal and diverse place mm. that's not my responsibility why, why is it being left to the black people when we are the ones suffering we are the ones that have been suffering before we were even born we were suffering and that's been in our bloodstream for however many years do you know what i mean and you still expect us to come up with the answers it's not our job and you know what i'm saying this knowing that the majority of people that listen to this are probably black and not non-black but for any like for anyone else please (laughs) like it's not our job to educate you you need to go and do the work yourselves no one is getting onto you about how you do it we're just asking that you do do it so that your actions from here on out are considerate of what we have been through your history lessons didn't want to be accurate on what's happened your where you work doesn't want to be you know doesn't want to say you know mention what has happened or doesn't have the right policies in place in order to protect and support um people black people and also people of ethnic minorities um school yeah so from every every institution that we've had to be a part of as well as just being part of the british society has just always meant that we've always been at the bottom we've never had We've never ever had the the upper hand. We've never been looked at. We've never been supported. It's disgusting. It's because it's it's not even an, it's, it's what's happening is not happening at an individual level. Yes, there's racism. Okay, it's a systemic issue, deeply rooted that systemic deeply issue. That's what that's rooted. what I meant to say. Sorry, and yeah. that's and the only way we can get past that is just bringing awareness and education. Like I've been screaming this at work. Like, can we just? I'm not even asking for your sympathy. I'm not going to sit here and tell you about all my experiences, which is the question you ask. I completely digress, but it's a systemic issue and we're not going to get past that without that the education aspect of things. And but I don't want them to now say we should do it because that will now send me exactly. into... Google is <laughs> there. Google is, Google is there. there. Google is your best friend. <laughs> I'm not Google. I'm sorry. I'm not Google. That's all. And you can literally employ people to do these things like and that's another and thing also as well. don't hire black people to be it because then that's what someone said someone said because i'm not gonna lie and it's actually mad 
I never clocked that when I, because I, I initially wanted to be a teacher and then that quickly went away because teaching is very hard. <laughs> Big up all the teachers out there because I can't do your job. Um, so I went down the pastoral care route of like student welfare. But um, obviously that doesn't have like the same um, scope in terms of like progression and money, etc. So um, yeah, so obviously that's something I wanted to do and I was very good at it. And I thought, oh, like, what could come of this? And I remember colleagues and stuff telling me, and they were from all different races. I remember them telling me, like, oh, you could become a diversity and inclusion manager. You could be head of diversity and inclusion at a university. Like, and obviously in my head, I was thinking I would definitely get the job because I'm black. And then that means I've secured, like, a decent pay. And that's a job that I could do knowing that I'm helping people until I need to retire. Yeah. Then I realised that's the problem that again it is left to the minorities to now pick up the pieces it's not our job we've already gone through too much the trauma like this is the thing it's like um how people you know how people are using the house analogy saying um all houses matter yeah Yeah, but is your house on fire it's the same thing it's like already when i leave my house every day whatever i'm already carrying trauma i wake up carrying do you know what i mean so it's like to have now that as a job to now be, that's my job to like educate and bring awareness for other people who couldn't even give two shits no it needs to be one of them for people to take note and actually take it seriously it's um, not gonna be to be honest unless and the thing is it, it, when i was talking about systems the systems that we have in place in society what is the first system? yeah they've never been they always we need to think about yeah. the first system that we all go into which is education yeah other than the household or families if if parents that want to educate their kids that's fine but a lot of what we know and what we learn um and how we're socialized comes from school so it needs to be taught black history needs to be taught in school the 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 presence of um un, like the unequal opportunities and things like that that needs to be taught in school and it's not and people just grow up ignorant they they grow up and then the thing is when you're not aware of this and you've never been taught it you just have not only an ignorance but you're not going to care there's just this lack of empathy so if you don't care why would you feel like it was important to put a white person in that role of an equality and diversion inclusion officer it's not something they care about that's what i mean but it's like how it shouldn't like we don't we shouldn't have to make you want to care because you lot screaming all lives matter all the people screaming on all lives matter doesn't all lives include black people but if black people are suffering then then that that statement goes to smithereens do you know what i mean i understand that so it just blows my mind like it just i just don't get it but um yeah another aspect we were looking at was um like the issues within our own race oh honey Um, and (laughs) the thing is okay guys so we're recording this on on Father's um, on Father's Day, just so you guys have a bit of context because of what's been going on on the timeline or whatever recently. And um, I said this to my my friend put up something, and I we had our own little private chat because I was like, the last thing we need to do, and I get it. Some people were preaching this, saying like, oh, the last thing we need to do is pit ourselves against each other because that's what the people want. But because we, as I've just mentioned, we've all been through trauma. We've all, you know, we've all suffered in some way, shape or form, even if it wasn't, um, what's it called? Covert racism. Yeah. Like we've all had little... Covert racism. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, we've all, ex- even if it was covert and not overt, we've all experienced racism in some way, shape or form. So 
me and my friend were talking and I was just like, if I'm completely honest, even some of the microaggressions that I have faced or been subjected to have been from my own people. Some of the mistreatment I've endured in my life that's affected me and the way I am today and the person I am today has been my own people. And is it all, can we, can we attribute that to the trauma that we've been discussing, which goes back centuries? What do we, how do we go about that? Because I think another issue is as a community, as black people, either within the country, but all over the world, we need to come together and, and fix up. Um, and some people, you know, um, we'll go into the different aspects of it, but even I've, you know, seen a lot of people recently talking about wanting to shop bl- more black owned brands. And I know this week um, is Black Pound Day. Is it this I week or next week? It was it's, yesterday. No, it's 27th of June. Oh, I swear. Yeah, they're doing a lot of promo. So you might see like bear videos going around, but it's 27th um, of June. They're doing Which a Black Pound Day. Next. Yeah, it's Saturday. Saturday? It's Saturday. Yeah. I so they want, yesterday. yeah. So they want, um, they want that day to be dedicated to just spending your money in uh, black owned shops or on black um, black owned businesses online. And, I love that though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've I've um, apart from the Zara's and the ASOS's, um, <laughs> I do um, try and look for black owned brands where I can. But there's a certain, you know, when you just like with because because most of them are new as well. Yeah. I never know how it's gonna. come out and I'm gonna be completely honest like I'm never sure about customer service delivery time stuff like that so then I always just like yeah so for me it's mostly been food especially during lockdown I've really tried my best to um diversify and increase the amount of um times I would pick something black owned over just like going McDonald's or getting you know Thai food or whatever yeah but um yeah other aspects are not so uh cute um but yeah, microaggressions. I've had people say stuff um, that's not been that nice. I don't really know if I want to really go into it. The episode's already quite triggering, but... Um, go into it. Well, <laughs> Go into it, because I just feel like it, these are conversations that need to be had. Um, do you know what? To be fair, like a lot of people... It's interesting this is happening now when a few months ago, that whole... I know you've spoken about it, like the colorism thing happened. Mm -hmm. That in itself is racism with, can you call it racism? It's discrimination within our own community that stems from racism. And it's the same people that will be like, yeah, I saw, I've been seeing people saying, yeah, like black women are so strong. Black people are amazing. Yeah, we need to stand with our black queens in the same breath. Then people are bad mouthing, insulting, calling people out of their names, comparing black women to animals. It's disgusting. <laughs> I'm just confused. And like you were saying, like, what do we attribute that to, to black trauma? And how long, and how long can we, because now we, it seems that we've all learned stuff. I've learned so much and oh, I'm continuing yeah. to learn. So it's unfortunate that I was born already at a disadvantage but it doesn't necessarily mean that we know everything so i think as well black people have been really um active in 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 relearning some stuff unlearning some stuff yeah but how long can we give people the blight of black trauma particularly um black men 
I feel mm. like even, do you know what? I'm not just going to say particularly black men because black women do it too. Black women are not always the nicest to each other. Mm. Um, but then I think with the men aspect, it's quite tough because it's like... There's misogyny as well. Misogynoir, yeah. like... It's just, yeah, it's very triggering and it's very uncomfortable and it needs to stop. And I, I just hope people are reflecting on their actions. Um, and do you know what, guys? There's, I forget stuff every day. I suppress so many things and I realise <laughs> this, like, I've had to compartmentalise so many incidents that have happened to me in order to be able to know that I can wake up the next day and get out of bed. Because if I let that memory sink in and if I don't suppress it, I'm going to end up depressed. I'm going to end up having a bad episode of depression and living with depression is already very hard enough. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I did, I spoke about it in another episode, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if you want to, give any specific details or anything but i just think in the same breath we you know we would not stand for a um white person to say certain things to us or someone non-black to say certain things to us i think we also need to look within ourselves and and um call ourselves out and check ourselves do check ourselves for when we say stuff that are similar to our own people i yeah. think we need to really look at that you don't hear I don't know, white people talking about other kind of white people in the same way you can hear black people tearing off of black people down in Jewish communities and a lot of Asian communities. I know India, they have a caste system. And it's, it's yeah, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of, yeah, even Latinos have the caste system, yeah. but they don't tear, I don't, I've never seen, do you know what I mean? I've not seen yeah. it like or heard of it that they tear each other down in Which that way. Which is what we do. And I feel like, yes, a lot of people's eyes are opening that, yes, the white man has depressed us, da, 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 but at the same time as well, we need to look within, like you literally like what you said, we need to look within our community. And it's about, yes, it's about, we spoke about like success, the systemic issue um, and the systematic issue. And maybe we need to start thinking about how we can create our own system. Um, and that's only going to happen when we build each other up. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have heard, but just in case you haven't, um, Central Park in New York used to be um, an area called Seneca Village. And it was literally like a black owned town where they had their own schools, their own shops, their own post offices, banks, everything, clothing shops, whatever, food, groceries, grocery stores, whatever. And obviously, um, I don't I think there was some sort of vote or something. And obviously it was rigged or whatever. And then it got, to, you know, um, Central Park got built over it because they preferred to have Central Park over over black people thriving and doing well for themselves um so yeah i have heard a lot of talk about this but it's how we come together as a community and i feel like we can't come together as a community until we do some work within ourselves and with each other and unfortunately it's gonna be hard there's in families it's gonna be tough um you know last time i spoke about how my dad um used to treat me if like i stayed out in the sun for too long or whatever like even in families those little things are also instances of you know microaggressions and um colorism that are very um is it over yeah over. that was over yeah uh, um yeah. and difficult conversations with friends and stuff like that because we have to acknowledge colorism does exist 
do you think pretty privilege exists? I knew you were gonna, you're going to say 100. percent Yeah, pretty privilege um, <laughs> is part course, of it. Of course, pretty um, privilege exists. Of course, it does. Um, all of these things um, feed into that, and then I think slowly we can work on it. Um, and I think in a few years' time, quite a lot of the businesses that we've known to like that are a, a bit more established than their black owned so let's say like trap star or whatever yeah. then they kind of will you know lead that kind of way and then i think eventually it will um we can do that but it's like i don't personally i'm not you know just because of time and we've seen how history's kind of um played out i don't think it will be in my lifetime that i will see this whole big wider open sense of community within the black um population it will definitely be like my children probably their children's my children's children oh do you know i think of all of this that's probably the thing that upsets me to think that i could bring children into this world daughters um i'm not a black man i can empathize with what black men go through but i will never truly know what a black man goes through because i have a dad and i have and i've been there when my like dad's been stopped and searched and i've got a lot of friends that have been like treated badly by police and they have completely different experiences to um what i would have experienced but um i fear for a son that i might have in the future because of those experiences but what hurts me is that i could have a daughter and i know what i've been through and my daughter might go through the same thing that i and go you can't help and you can't help and it i cannot save her and that scares the shit out of me that really scares me and i went to a protest with one of my girls and as we were protesting she broke down she's got two boys and she broke down she was like, my sons deserve to live. Like, this idea that the kids you bring into this world have to experience what you go through. I think yeah, that's I'm that's the go- thing yeah. that makes me think, nah, like, we need to change. We need our own system. We're like, this can't... That's what drives me, you know? That's what... Yeah, like, I'm angry at the injustice, but I think the fear of what could happen to my kids, that... That, that makes you want to create change. Yeah, that's the... I think that's, for me, is my motivate. Like, I... My, nah, my children can't go through what I've gone through. Like, to think because of this colour of their skin, it makes me sick. The thought of that, my ch- my daughter will experience, have the same experiences that I've had, it makes me sick. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've that's the reason why I've never... If I couldn't even understand... I wouldn't even know how to deal with it if my daughter or son has been through half of the things that I've been through let alone having to be their parent and trying to manage that. And there's only so much you can do to protect them. You don't see them when they're in school. That's the whole thing. Like, at least if you knew that the curriculum was a little bit fairer, then they at least would get a decent understanding of how things have been and maybe why they're this way and why they're, why we're pushing for change. Um, But yeah, that's, I'm the same, like that's always put me off um, having kids because I'm still dealing with experiences that I've had since I was as young as seven. Yeah. Um, it makes you think as well yeah. what parents with children now as well what they're feeling I can't yeah. even fathom like I'm not gonna lie like when it was um, it was my brother's birthday this past week and so I had to look after my younger brother so he could go do his thing for his birthday and um, it's just mad how I'm asking my 13 year old brother I'm like what's new what's popping da 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 you enjoying lockdown you know, he's got to do a lot of schoolwork and stuff like that. So I've been asking him like, oh, like, you know, how's that going? Da, da, da. 
And then this boy comes to tell me, oh yeah, um, two people from my, um, two people who used to go to my secondary school are are dead. I said, what happened? Was it, and look at me straight away. I went, oh, was it coronavirus? Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. He's like, he's like, no nurse. Like, he was like, one was a drive-by shooting and the other was suicide. And I literally just, like, what could I say? When If he asked me what's new, that's why we're saying there's different experiences for men and women. Like, if yeah. he asked me what's new, I don't know, I might tell him the Zara cell has started or like, <laughs> I don't know, I want to go to this thing or I don't know, or this thing at work happened or whatever. And then my 13-year-old brother comes to tell me that as his news. When I heard that, I'm not going to lie, I shed a tear, but obviously I couldn't show it to him. I was just like, this is this just this is an example of what I'm talking about. Yeah. This is why I'm so freaking scared to bring my own into the world. But I just know that if it is meant to happen, it will happen, which means that I have hope for the future. I'm still like I don't know what part I'm going to play, but I'm trying to do the best I can. Like with a part-time job I'm donating as much as I can afford to. I'm you know trying to spread awareness. I have had um non-black friends message me privately like you know with kind words on just saying that you know I don't expect you to educate me but I stand with you which has been really nice but like right now personally for me I feel like there's only so much I can do like even on Instagram stories don't you see people like reposting the same stuff I'm not saying that's a bad thing I'm just saying like because we all feel we feel helpless like yeah. it's the same because what what else can we do the protests are every now and again but what else can we do and i know for me with mental health issues as well like i had friends who went and didn't even holler at me because they were like oh i know you have anxiety and i was like do you know what fair enough but i actually would have wanted to go but i was like fair enough and i didn't want to go on my own so i was like i'm not going to go but apart from that like what right now what else can we do which is why as you said it goes back to the system it's all going round and round anyway but this is why it goes back to the systemic thing we have to build our own system point blank period period and that's on period literally i just wanted to also say this is a good time to this is everything that's happened um i've been screaming education so i thought oh like let me go and educate myself that's something i've been doing a lot more of and everyone listen i'd recommend you to go and do that there's loads of documentaries on youtube netflix um my friend sent me um a documentary called hidden colors it's quite long there's like five and there's like two hours each oh wow <laughs> um but 10 10 hours is nothing compared to 400 years of racism okay <laughs> it's true though and you learn a lot like i've learned a lot about um black history um the place black people actually had in europe even before slavery um just yeah do as much reading as you can there's like a lot of recommended like reading lists um a good one i think is um being black and british um one of my friends is reading um i've had why i'm no longer speaking to white people about race for a long time i just i'm lazy so i think i read it and stopped but i'm starting i've started reading that again um, and I'm just learning so much. But learning. also, also, guys, if you don't want to, if it's not about not wanting to, but if you physically can't or you're mentally or not in the best place, because that was me for a bit and I felt so pressured and I felt bad, mm. that's okay as well because 
we're actually suffering like you've been suffering but now it's it's even increased another notch because of what is going on yeah so i would just say take your time with it and where you can't consume literature or documentaries or whatever or film you can also express yourself so literally guys if you're at home you can talk to yourself you can you know write down your thoughts on a piece of paper you can use notes on your phone you can um do you know what i mean like I'm find a way to... now because of everything that's happened oh wow <laughs> yeah I, I, i'm not gonna lie i have I, been inspired by the art that i've seen the black art the black art is superb yeah. guys this is do you know what's mad i was laughing yeah to myself i'm i'm very weird guys but i was literally <laughs> like i had a little flashback and i was laughing because in episode one when i said oh you people want our culture you want our men you, you want, want the our ass this, you want the ass you want the culture you want everything yeah like guys like this has been happening just because you, you you hear little drip feeds here and there like this is something we've known and we actively know as we walk out of our houses every single day and we just have to live with it and make do best we can yeah so like it's just funny how it connects now and then this is all happening but that's just how it's been for us all this time this is it feel like this has always been around us but obviously because it is so, so traumatic we take it in we take it in as much as we can. Yeah. So again, like no pressure. If you feel like right now you are too triggered to, um, to indulge yourself in, in black history. Um, also use this time to express yourself in whatever way, singing, drawing, like Cheryl, like literally just express yourself, but you need a way to get it out. And I think that's, what's important. Um, there's a lot of like black therapists now offering their services like literally i've been sending it to anyone that's asked me about therapy um i've literally been sending it to them as well um so we can we can not saying that you know it's going to finish tomorrow but i feel like bit by bit if you take the right steps and we're more cautious of like our own actions and we call out like stuff that is going to happen in the future i feel like we can make way towards a better future um that sounds very cliche but um (laughs) but i think you guys get what i mean it's so hard to talk about you know what i'm sure a lot of everything we've said is cliche and everyone's already heard it but it needs to be said because it's facts and that's That's what i mean and that's what i'm saying it's it's unfortunate that i couldn't just be like oh today i want to talk about um this new dress that i'm wearing today it's nice oh um yeah like it's a shame that that's i can't discuss that like what my people are going through will always come first and is priority. Because as we said, this can't continue. This can't go on to another generation. Um, so yeah, I, it, it just had to be said, I guess. Basically. But yeah, um, how are you anyway, Shez? Because <laughs> I feel like we just went straight into it and I didn't ask my usual, how are you kind of thing. Um I'm okay considering there's a lot of things in social media that's just got my mind a bit. Don't know what the word is. Um, but I'm okay. I'm happy lockdown's ending because that was really difficult to to deal with. Yeah, um, Cheryl's obviously. always out cheering it. Cheryl's always <laughs> out and about, you know. I'm a homebody, so as I keep saying, guys, I've been enjoying being at home like being home hasn't affected me in any way it's just what's been going on with everyone else at home yeah yeah um yeah i'm as good as you can be in considering i guess yeah i'm just looking forward to things going back to normal pretty much how are you doing yeah i've been okay i mean yeah um 
stuff is you know going on as usual different things always happening um in my life but i'm actually um looking forward to um lockdown easing up and me being able to action stuff that i've like thought about or things that i want to do places i want to go because i think i'm so used to being like i'm a homebody i'm a homebody but i still want to enjoy the outdoors i still want to like go to a museum or like do you know what i mean just little stuff like that something it's it's I've realized like everything I do is just me and my phone, me and my laptop. I'm just consuming, consuming, consuming. And I want to find different ways to release and like have different outlets. Release. That's what I, uh, do you know what? It's like I'm at work and then there's a lot's happening there. And then on the weekend, what allows me to go back to work every Monday is the fact that I've had a weekend and I try and do something every um, day in a weekend. Even if it's, even if I have a duvet day, if it's just going out to my friend's house, having a glass of wine and coming back home or um, going church, it's something. We're not able to do them things anymore, yeah. obviously, because of lockdown. So there's no release for me. I go to work and I get wound up and there's no way for me to unwind because I'm in my four walls. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And it's a lot, it's a lot, but yeah come on it's gonna be soon lockdown's ending soon hopefully things are gonna go back to normal and i i can have that release definitely need it mm, you don't watch insecure do you i do watch insecure okay we'll, we'll save that for the next episode guys <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um i think we'll just leave it there because as you said like people have probably already you've probably already heard this but i just felt like it needed to be um discussed and and talked about and we could have gone in really really deep but we would have been here all day oh honey and we're not you know even talking about this now we don't know if it's going to trigger us later because this shit has been triggering us for our lives so yeah i think we'll just leave it there um Thank you, Shazza, for coming on the pod. You're you might welcome. as well be a resident, but this girl don't <laughs> want to do no podcast with me, so I'm still on my lonesomes. But yes, um, hope you guys are well besides everything going on and that you're actually looking after yourselves in terms of eating well and drinking water and, um, you know, finding joy in the little things um, where we can. Um, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.